0: Good morning everyone. Today's passage comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 23 through 46. Let's read this together. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked. And who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and asked, and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they answered, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a winepress in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants, they beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, What will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied. And he will rent their vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parable, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because of the people. Held that he was a prophet. Now from last week's passage, we remember the triumphal entry of Jesus. The people were proclaiming Hosanna, acknowledging Jesus as the Messiah, as was prophesied by Daniel and Zechariah. Jesus' authority had been proven through his power over the weather, over illness, and even over demons. Now, there were people who were threatened by the authority of Jesus. They were the Sanhedrin, the governing body over the Jewish Jewish people. So they came together and decided to ask Jesus about this authority of his. But their intention was not pure. They weren't sincerely interested in Jesus' authority, but like Herod, when he questioned the wise men, they were intent on trapping and killing Jesus. The only reason they didn't arrest him at this time was because of the crowd. They asked Jesus by whose authority he was doing his ministry. They knew if Jesus answered by men they could counter and say, well, that they were the teachers and leaders of the law, so they held the authority to allow or forbid it. And they knew if Jesus answered by God then they could accuse him of his uh, blasphemy. But Jesus turns the table on them. He responds to their question by asking another question. This shows how amazing of a teacher Jesus was. By answering their question with a question, he forced them to come up with the answer themselves. He asked who they believe where John's baptism came from. They couldn't answer because if they answered from God, they would look stupid because they didn't believe him. But if they said from man, they feared the crowds because the crowds held him as a prophet. So they said that they didn't know. Jesus revealed their duplicity and their intention. They didn't want an exchange of ideas, nor were they looking for enlightenment. Were to have their minds changed about Jesus. Jesus goes on to give a few parables in relating the story of the two sons. The first son says he's not going to go to work in the vineyard, but later he thinks about it and he decides to go and obey his father. The second son, who's representing these leaders, comes out and says, "Yes, sir, I will go," but they don't. Jesus was revealing the uh, the double nature of in their hearts. On the outside, they looked righteous and pure but in their hearts they were evil and disobedient. Jesus warns his disciples in Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 through 20 about such false teachers. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. We're basically to be fruit inspectors. We have to look beyond the pretty outside, or what people say that they are, and look at what fruitfulness comes from their actions in their lives. We've all heard eloquent speakers and charismatic leaders before. But at the end of the day, God will be seated in the seat of judgment, looking at not our physical bodies, but at our faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, if God looked into your life today, what would he see? Would he see a life of genuine obedience and fruitfulness? Or would he see a veneer or advertisement of fruitfulness, but nothing beyond that, a barren tree with no fruit? We have to ask ourselves tough questions. Our lifespan on this earth will be about 78 years. What's the purpose of our limited time here? Besides sleeping and working, think about how much time of your free time you spend on vacations, recreation, movies, games, parties, sports. Now think about how much time you spend on your knees in earnest prayer, or deeply reading and meditating on the Word of God, or sharing your faith with a friend or family member who has yet to believe. So I turned 40 this past year, I've essentially lived half my life up to this point. And to be honest, I'm ashamed at how little I've done for the kingdom of God. I pray that each of you join with me to encourage one another to be fruitful servants of Jesus, not barren trees. And let us continue to run the race of faith with love, joy, and perseverance. Amen.